Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. You sealed Tavares, the IT worker, the one that worked for Mar-a-Lago, as we suspected, is cooperating with the federal government. We've known he's cooperating with the federal government since the second or the superseding indictment in Mar-a-Lago was filed, because the first thing we said on Legal AF on the Midas Dutch Network when we saw the indictment was, uh-oh, Yusil Tavares flipped. You know, like a pancake. There's going to be other pancakes that are going to be flipping against Donald Trump. But we said Yusil Tavares certainly flipped because Everything in there is his narrative about what happened with the server and the conspiracy to delete the computer server footage of the video surveillance cameras at Mar-a-Lago to hide the tracks and cover the tracks for the conspiracy to move boxes and documents and hide them from the federal government, federal judges, FBI, Department of Justice, National Archive, and the like. And his role in that, Yusil Tavares, was so obvious because when we read it, we were like, oh, that's the IT worker. So if the government had confidence enough to put in the superseding indictment the narrative about what Yusil Tavares had told them, we figured he was cooperating and had been given a full immunity deal. It has been confirmed by Stan Woodward, his former lawyer, bought and paid for by the Save America PAC and Donald Trump, revealing in this fight that's going on that's paying so much dividends and byproducts that are positive for Jack Smith's team in Mar-a-Lago under what is typically a relatively straightforward hearing to determine whether there's conflicts of interest between lawyers. They call it a Garcia hearing. But Jack Smith, brilliant as always, is getting so much evidence and information out of it. And he's pressuring the lawyers related to the case and the defense defendants and and unindicted co-conspirators so far, pressurizing them just in the Garcia hearing, which should be, like I said, like a half a day thing in which a judge determines whether somebody has a conflict of interest and can't represent as a lawyer somebody else. But because Stan Woodward is fighting tooth and nail and has taken the bait laid by Jack Smith to defend his reputation, all he's doing is giving new information and new ammunition to uh, Jack Smith to use in the District of Columbia and in Mar-a-Lago. And the latest piece is that Stan Woodward, who's fighting for his professional life here, has accused the government or the Department of Justice of prosecutor misconduct. This is the second time uh, Stan Woodward has accused the government of prosecutor misconduct. And the other one was equally uh, fake, false. In this one, he's saying, well, the only reason my former client, Yusil Tavares, flipped is because he consulted with an outside lawyer and he shouldn't, that's not the way the Garcia hearing should have went. I should have been more involved. All right, let's break this down. A judge who knows what he's doing in, in handling a Garcia hearing, chief judge of the D.C. court, Jeb Boesberg, not Eileen Cannon in Miami, in Florida. He held a hearing, okay? After Yusil Tavares got a target letter, let me just give the chronology, Indictment comes out in Mar-a-Lago. We see two names, Donald Trump, Walt Nauta named. Walt Nauta represented by Stan Woodward. Stan Woodward paid for by Save America PAC and Trump. 
You see where this is going? He also represented a number of other witnesses and unindicted co-conspirators related to the same crime, hence the need for an ethics hearing called the Garcia hearing. In D.C., Jeb Boesberg, because the Department of Justice brought it up to him, after Yusil Tavares basically perjured himself at the D.C. grand jury, saying with convenient amnesia, uh, I don't remember anything that happened in the basement of Mar-a-Lago, even though the government, through information asymmetry, knew all of this from other witnesses and piecing it together and knew he had lied. He got a target letter after that. So Yusil Tavares is sitting there. He sees the indictment without his name in it, but he sees it's getting awful close in the allegations of the indictment to his his role in the conspiracy then he gets the target letter, which I'm sure Stan Woodward, his lawyer, said, don't worry, you're free. You're not going to get a target letter. He gets the target letter, freaks out about because he knows he's lied. You know, even if Stan Woodward acts like he didn't know his client lied, the client knows he lied to the grand jury. And there's a hearing up in Washington. And the, the chief judge of the D.C. Circuit uh, Court, Judge Boesberg, gets um, Yasil Tavares, an independent lawyer away from Stan Woodward and the Trump money. And that is the public defender or the first chief public defender for DC. And after consulting with that independent lawyer, Yasil Tavares makes a couple of decisions. One, he fires Stan Woodward. Two, he decides that he is going to cooperate with the government and that he perjured himself and he wants to recant. He could have been indicted for perjury, a separate charge. Because lying to the government in written statements, FBI agents in interviews, or grand juries in testimony is a crime. It's a bad thing. You're not supposed to do that. But they often do. That's why you see there's the underlying indictment of what really happened that the government first started the investigation about. And then these idiots start lying to investigators, FBI agents in writing, grand juries, Congress, whatever. And they get nailed with another lying to Congress, lying to a grand jury, perjury charge. And that's what Tavares was looking at. Stan Woodward, in trying to defend himself, says, well, he only did that after he got an independent counsel and spoke to them. Right. That you're proving the point, Stan. As soon as he got away from you and Trump's money and you're coaching him, he started to tell the truth. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. I mean, it's bad for you. So this all gets played out in the last several days in the Garcia hearing process down in Miami because Stan Woodward keeps making it a big deal. And now to try to throw him a life preserver, Jim Jordan, of all things, who is the, yeah, he went to law school but didn't pass the bar, lawyer, um, non-lawyer, he's really a non-lawyer. You know, when you don't pass the bar, states consider you to be a non-lawyer, right? Because if Jim Jordan tried to practice law in any state, he would be sanctioned for the unlicensed practice of law. It's called UPL. And bar bar committees all over the country deal with UPL all the time because people are like paralegals, but they act like they're lawyers or they're not licensed. So he, and they consider, if you look at every set of regulations at every state related to the unlicensed practice of law, a lawyer, um, a person who is not barred, doesn't have a bar license in that state is considered by definition to be a non-lawyer not even a non-bar member, a non-lawyer. So Jim Jordan, the non-lawyer who heads the Judiciary Committee because McCarthy and MAGA put him there, 
is going out of his way to try to interfere with all of the criminal prosecutions in order to run interference for Donald Trump. And he gets his head handed to him every time. He goes over, he goes after Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA. And that's and he loses there related to the Stormy Daniels case. As if Congress has a vested interest in the oversight of a attempt to bribe a um, sexual relationship person, right? A mistress. That that's Jim Jordan's definition. Then he 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 just recently talk about getting walking into a buzzsaw. Uh, I mean, Fawny Willis and her takedown of Jim Jordan is laugh out loud funny because of how perfectly harsh she is in even offering to send him some reading material so he can bone up on the law and telling him at bottom, back the F up. This is my words, not funny. Back the F up and stop trying to interfere with the state prosecution of local crime. That's not the role of Congress. As per usual, the economy was also a huge topic of the day. And why wouldn't it be? It's changing faster than ever and demanding that we all adapt to keep up. In fact, a stunning survey revealed that over half of Americans making six figures now live paycheck to paycheck. Now, even though Goldman Sachs is saying that classic investments are headed nowhere for the rest of the year, other markets are rising to fill that gap, creating incredible opportunity among the chaos. Because even if conventional markets flatline this year, other assets don't have to do the same. That's why I'm so excited to introduce our next partner, Masterworks. I actually spent a lot of time digging into this. And according to a recent report by Citibank, the asset with the lowest correlation to the stock market of any major asset class was art. It turns out contemporary art prices have outpaced the S&P 500's return for the last 26 years by 131%. Now, this market used to be hard to get into, but Masterworks is the platform that lets you invest in multi-million dollar paintings without breaking the bank. Masterworks has built an impressive track record of 15 exits, all of them profitable. These numbers speak for themselves. Now, with those kind of results, Masterworks offerings have actually sold out in minutes before. I've invested with Masterworks, and as with any investment, Past performance is not indicative of future returns, and exited investments are not representative of performance for artworks not yet sold. So there is a wait list, but I reached out to them to give you all VIP access to their latest offerings. To skip the wait list, head over to masterworks.art slash legalaf, or just click the link in the description of this episode below. That's masterworks.art slash legalaf, or just click the link in the description of this episode below. And he's doing it again. He's trying to save, Jim Jordan's trying to save Stan Woodward, and he just sent a request to Jack Smith asking Jack Smith to turn over all information about Stan Woodward. Like what role? And the answer to this is none. It's rhetorical. What role does the Judiciary Committee of the House have and how Jack Smith runs a case, right? Handles ethical conflicts on, on the other side, bringing to the court's attention as an officer of the court, the ethical conflict. None. This is just political show theater, performative theater 
before the election. We already heard Matt Gates say the quiet part out loud recently when he said, yeah, this is just about the election. We're just doing the Joe Biden impeachment, whatever, because, you know, you know, we want to be able to go to the voters on that come election day. Good luck. What has this MAGA Congress accomplished since they've been in office? I mean, nothing. Nothing. Name me one policy that they've accomplished that you support during their entire time in office. And you'll you'll uh, put that uh, to test in November when they're up for re-election. But now we got Jim Jordan trying to save Stan Woodward. Stan Woodward trying to save Stan Woodward. Stan Woodward has been complaining and whining about prosecutorial misconduct, and it's gone nowhere since he got into the case. For instance, the reason that Walt Nauda, the butler, valet, body guy, whatever he is, in Mar-a-Lago, um, formerly a, a chief petty officer in the U.S. Navy, assigned to the, to the White House to work for Donald Trump, but then willingly followed him once he retired from the military and was honorably, I, I presume, discharged to go work as his you know, chief valet and butler, whatever it is. The reason Walt Nauda is indicted is because his lawyer is Stan Woodward. Stan Woodward had a meeting with the government in which Jay Bratt for the Department of Justice, the head of counterintelligence for the Department of Justice, one of the lawyers trying the case, said to him, we'll cut a deal with your client if he flips like a pancake on Donald Trump. And then it's making some small talk. Apparently, Jay Bratt said something with a file in his hand because who doesn't do research on his opponent before he meets with him? I do it, and I'm a civil lawyer primarily. And he said to something along the lines of, oh, I see you want to be a federal, you want to, not a federal judge, you want to be a municipal judge in the District of Columbia. We're surprised you want to do that considering how much how much Jan 6th defendants you're representing. Because Stan Woodward and his partner are getting paid millions and millions of dollars by the Save America PAC to represent Jan 6th people, Jan 6th defendants, insurrectionists, people related to Mar-a-Lago and the like. He's, he's, getting, he's getting rich on the Save America PAC money coming from small donors who think they're donating to Donald Trump. And so Jay Brad raised it because the person that appoints the municipal judges in the District of Columbia is, you know, the president. Oh, he didn't like that. Oh, he's extorting me. He's threatening me. If I don't play ball, I'm not going to be a judge. You can make your own decisions. You made your own, you know, people make their own decisions in life. I want to be a Republican because it is politically expedient for me and I'll be able to obtain some law, some office that I'm running for better than if I'm a Democrat. People make those decisions all the time. I want to join the Federalist Society because that'll put me on a track of conservative or right-wing MAGA judges and law clerks and politicians and money and that's where I want to be. Or you make the decision like I did to be part of a democratic process and be a Democrat. Because those policies, that platform aligns with my morals and ethics. That was me. <laughs> but other people make other decisions. And so Stan Woodward is complaining, oh, I want to be a judge, but you know, I got to wait if Trump gets back in. Yeah, the fact that Jay Brack called him out is not prosecutorial misconduct. And neither is the way that Yusil Tavares was handled with a chief judge of the D.C. Circuit Court to get to the bottom of his perjury and to get him ultimately a deal once it's now been announced officially by Stan Woodward that he is cooperating with the government, Stan, uh, Yusil Tavares. But we've known that. Anybody that's been closely following the Midas Touch Network on YouTube right here 
Help them get the 2 million free subscribers. Be the 2 millionth free subscriber. Anybody that's followed us on Legal AF knows Yusil Tavares flipped months ago. We knew, the, we knew the order of operation. He wasn't cooperating. He perjured himself before the D.C. grand jury by denying any knowledge of the attempt to delete the server containing the video footage. He then watched with his lawyer by his side, Stan Woodward, as Trump and Walt Nauda, another Stan Woodward client, got indicted. He then got a target letter, which I'm sure he was told by his lawyer would never come, telling him that the Department of Justice saw him as a criminal target. He then approached the Department of Justice about changing his testimony that he gave at the grand jury, which means he perjured himself and now he's trying to get out from under it. There was a hearing in the District of Columbia related to that, presided over by Chief Judge Boesberg. It was secret at the time, but we know about it now because it's been disclosed. At that hearing, Jeb Boesberg got Yasil Tavares, an independent lawyer, independent from Stan Woodward, a public defender. Yasil Tavares decides that he lied, tells the government that he lied and he wants to fix it, and starts cooperating with the government, which leads to the superseding indictment, the second indictment in Mar-a-Lago, which now includes Carlos de Oliveira, the maintenance worker involved in the conspiracy to delete the servers, but doesn't include Yasil Tavares. And at that time, we said Yasil Tavares flipped. And now, through his former lawyer, Stan Woodward, we have confirmation as Jim Jordan, transparently <laughs> and just crassly uh, <laughs> and cravenly, uh, tries to interfere with Jack Smith's prosecution. If it goes as well as it did with Fawny Willis, we'll be getting a very strongly worded letter sort of like what we used to say in, our, in my practice. It's one of those uh, FU's uh, letter to follow. Uh, we'll be getting the letter to follow by Jack Smith against Jim Jordan, and we will follow it and unpack it for you here on the Midas Touch YouTube's uh, channel on hot takes just like this one. I do hot takes right here about every, looks like every hour, but about every day at the intersection of law and politics. If you like my body of work, you can go over to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, go to playlists and find Michael Popak. And I'm there with about 400 videos, um, including ones that we just did in the last few days, in the last few hours. And then on Wednesdays and Saturdays, Midas Touch puts on with me as co-anchor on Wednesdays and Saturdays, a show called Legal AF. Yep, it's what you think. And we do hot takes like this one, but I've got a co-anchor, Karen Friedman Ignifolo, on Wednesdays. Ben Micellis on Saturdays. And we unpack it just the way I just did now on that podcast. And then you can get it on audio podcast platforms wherever you go. We're top 50 in the world in news and this type of analysis. So until the next hot take, this is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.